Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about that altercation that happened with Bryce Harper and as well as the Major League Baseball. Now that he's suspended four games, what happens? And what's this about this unwritten rule that happens in sports organizations? We also talk about Tiger Woods and his his issues with DUI. Now that things have been more cleared up, we're going to get more into that. My co-host, Adrian Catwell and Earl Walsh join me right now, and that's on Guys Talking Sports. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Really appreciate everybody, the comments, the subscriptions. Um, keep subscribing, um, and we really do appreciate it. But for now, let's get right into it. I got my co-host with me, Adrian Catwell and Earl Ross. So what's going on, fellas? Man, how are you guys doing this week? Living the PHS no, 1993 life, baby. <laughs> If it ain't WVU, it ain't shit. What's going on? <laughs> Go Cardinals, 1993 class up. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so, with that being said, let's get started. Um, I guess we could start about what's been going on in the news today and what's been nothing, – nothing's been really hotter than the Bryce Harper incident. Of course, just found out that Bryce Harper's been suspended for four games. I forgot the pitcher's name, but he's been suspended for six games for the latest incident that brought it. They took place, I believe, on yesterday. So, fellas, um, just want to get your thoughts and takes on this whole – this whole ordeal, um, especially with Bryce Harper um, being who he is and being suspended. Let me get your thoughts on that and as well as the pitcher and the teams as well. Well, for baseball, though, I, I don't know. I guess my attention span as I've gotten older from watching it on TV doesn't really sit, sit well with me. But it's, it's kind of shocking that the pitcher, and again, I forget his name as well, kind of took this – approach to Bryce Harper, considering the grudge that he's holding going back to three years. And you know it's bad that Bryce started the brawl and players from the Giants were just like, yeah, so I'm not getting involved in this. You know, the coach didn't defend him. Uh, it's just something like, I'm sure, you know, I've heard some things on the radio today where they said incidents quite like this where a player, a pitcher is throwing at a player just because should warrant a year ban. He should get kicked out for the entire year to really send a message to, you know, you, it's one thing if, you know, baseball has all these unwritten rules and all that type of stuff that a lot of sports don't have. And throwing at players is just one of them. It's part of the game. But in this sense, when there was no reasoning behind it, there was no – legitimacy behind it, just a man's personal grudge. You know, they think that to really send a message to kind of stop that personal grudge type of thing, to, to, you know, to suspend him for an entire year. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my critique about it is if you're going to throw the helmet at the pitcher, at least throw it, throw it at the pitcher. How are you going to throw something that's going to go left and he wants to go right? So to me, he lost a lot of stop points off of that one. But um, he also caught a, a nice jab to the jaw too. <laughs> so you don't throw properly. But um, I guess all this was stuff with baseball and you know baseball policing themselves and doing this kind of stuff. Really, I think is 
we need to change all of that. I mean, these unwritten rules on how you, you know, manage manage the game. I think it's holiness. Whatever personal grudge you got, you're gonna throw a pitch blatantly right at his hip. Um, I mean, it wasn't like not a little in where it could it be like, you know, borderline. He threw it at him. So I mean like one of those baseball is gonna decide not to let these guys just things like that and place themselves. I agree. A one year ban should be um equivalent for this or something. I mean, you know, let the guy stand there, take the bat and get a baseball thrown at him and see if Harper can hit him in the leg. Something. I mean, it just I think this is really st- stupid and ridiculous. But I mean, like baseball, I mean, look at hockey. You know, they want to stop hockey players from initiating fights and stuff like that, but fighting is a part of the game. I mean, they have a, a dude that they consider the enforcer that just goes around mauling people just for that whole purpose to pick fights with the other team, you know? So I, I can never see where baseball would ever take a stance and try to change some sort of rules or some sort of hidden stuff, that gentleman stuff that kind of goes on within the game. If that's that were the case, that would be really interesting. That would be really interesting to see something like that happen. See, that's what you need a person or commissioner like David Stern to come in and run the, uh, the Major League Baseball because he was sat the fun out of the entire league and get rid of all that enforcer fighting just like he did the NBA. But I won't digress on the NBA at the moment. <laughs> no, I, I, I put it like this. There's, I mean, I can't get mad at Bryce Harper for charging the mound. Um, but to be honest, I really wish. I mean, it it'd be it would it would be kind of interesting if they made it more of a hockey type rule where if you get thrown if some if someone throws a a pitch at you, give them like a minute or two to scrap it out. Can you imagine like the pitcher and the batter going at it for like a minute and just letting, and they, you know, the, both teams just let them just fight for like a minute and then they get up and walk it off, you know, shake, I mean, not shake hands, but, you know, go to their separate um, benches. Can you imagine if baseball do something like that? That would be interesting. Uh, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be like some paid, uh, some paid side attraction to a game. But I mean, you gotta love a brawl, though. I mean, is this the only sport where they are, are allowed to have the entire team? You see the pitchers coming from the bullpen, coming in to throw some elbows and, and, and you know throw some jabs, because that's the only sport that allows players to get involved as a team. Football players, you know, they can scrap, but they can't come off the sidelines and scrap. Definitely can't do it in the NBA. You get automatically ejected for that. Um, well, hockey's different. Hockey's hockey. You can start melee yeah. hockey. You know, but, I mean, it's, it's part of the beauty. It's part of the pageantry of baseball. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but, you know, you, you got to enjoy a nice fight. But in this particular sense, it was just stupid. I mean, it's chippy. I mean, look at all the times when – when uh, New York was in their heyday in the 90s, going against Boston. You know, uh, how Pedro Martinez threw uh, Zimmerman, the coach from the Yankees, the ball-headed fat punchy coach, threw him in the ground during a brawl. I mean, how often do you see coaches going out there throwing balls? I mean, you, you got to love that when it comes to baseball. So, Well, I, w- I will say that this, you know, it definitely intensifies the rivalry. Um, because now everybody looks forward to the game. I think there's another game tonight with the same teams, yeah. if I'm not correct. So everybody, it makes it more watchable because fans, is, you know, they're going to be like, what's going to happen next? You know, who's going to be the first one to do something? 
and it, you know it, it does makes it more interesting um and major league baseball you know I, don't get me wrong I, I i love to watch a game when i can but you know that excitement it just takes it to that next level and especially like like you said when new york and boston was going back and forth you know they was going back and forth like you could tell that they really don't like it they never did like each other and they wanted the worst you know they you know when the ball happens you know like you said when he when when pedro threw zimmerman down you could tell new york fans wanted blood and it's vice versa so you know it, it's very interesting how that happens though but it, but it's really good for the game i mean it's no different than the, the patriots versus everybody else in the nfl <laughs> um You talk about rivalry, the Giants, um, the Giants most yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's real, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think if they saw each other in the street, they might try to scrap in the street, you know, because it's, it's that type of a real, real type of uh, real type of battles and uh, robberies that go on. But as far as the Yankee San Francisco Giant robbery, that nah, ain't gonna, I'm sorry, this is the Nationals. The Nationals and the uh, and the Giants, considering they play, one is on the East Coast, one is the West Coast. They don't play each other very often. I guess I think it would intensify if they saw each other in the playoffs this year. But they say that uh, San Francisco is really crappy this year, so I don't know if they'll make it to the playoffs. But we know Washington will. And uh, but if for some strange reason San Francisco makes it there and they play against each other, I guarantee. That's gonna be a nasty series right there, cause they they're gonna look they're gonna look at that one incident, and they're gonna play off of that. Well, yeah, I guess you know rivalries and a little heated blood is just you know, you know goes with the goes with the territory, but it's also good for business, like you said. I mean, if these you know teams happen, you know, to meet in the playoffs, then you know you have that you know bubbling undertone to sell the series when it's on TV to get people to watch and tune in, and you know if you get a one and two bench train brawls, so be it. I mean, you know, people get, you know, might get tossed, ejected, but, you know, it sells a story for a TV with the series. So it makes things much more, you know, interesting, just like, you know, like you said, with the Boston Red Sox, those, that was some, that was some hate. Yeah. Big time. It was some real hate. Yeah. <laughs> and in the team, I think. I mean, yeah. it's almost like that bad of the, 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 the in the 90s, Knicks Heat type of, type of uh, love loss for one another. That was some. <laughs> those are some serious battles, or like Detroit Chicago battles back in the NBA in the 90s. You know? Yeah, that was beef. Not, no love for one another. I, I just think that with the hate, I mean, like, I really believe that it's not just that, but it's just the passion that um, Major League Baseball, like the fans and everybody have. It's just the passion that they have. You know, like, with all these so-called unwritten rules and, you know, I, I really never understood it um, because, like, say, for example, like, um, I forgot the person that did the backflip. Oh, uh, um, Batista. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's so many unwritten rules. I, I really don't understand um, why people get upset about the unwritten rules because, you know, people have to understand just because – you know, you may follow those type of unwritten rules. Doesn't mean everybody else has to follow. And, you know, it, it, I, I just never understood it, like, to be honest. 
Like, I can't get upset if somebody does something that was unwritten rule. Like, why would I even care? Well, that Batista thing, that was in the playoffs. I think that was an in extra innings, and Batista launched a serious home run to end the game, I believe. And, I mean, that was just emotion. That was this passion. That was just everything rolled into one. I mean, he does a backflip regardless, but in that particular instance, man, when he tossed that bat, the other team thought, you know, he was trying to, you know, he was trying to show him up or show the team up based off of that home run and, and then trotting around the bases really slow. And that's one thing you really can't do in baseball is trot around the bases really slow because that pisses off the other team too. And that really? causes the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I want to say Machado from, from Baltimore at home a couple weeks ago, that it took him about 17 seconds to go around the base after the home run. And the other team felt disrespected by that. And they threw at him, and he created a, and it started a brawl, and he, he got suspended four games because of that brawl. I Wait. mean, it's, it's that in baseball that you know is this the weirdest, quirkiest type of things that really set off the other team. You're like trying to show what's up, and they don't like it. <laughs> now let me so ask you a question: If they would have said like, if if he would have said, "Y'all wasn't really trying to show the, show show him up," you know, like. I mean, if he was to say, you know what, that that wasn't my intention, you still got to tell me that the other team is going to be upset about that? Okay, but it doesn't take him 17 seconds to round the base. I mean, if you ever watch him hit a home run and then watch him when he hit that particular home run mm -hmm. and see the difference in style – like, yeah, you know, I'm really trying to show you up. It really, it really, you know, raised the eyebrows of the other team. It was like, and that's the only way in baseball outside of this gunning for somebody and this really just going up to somebody and snatching them up is that as a team, the pitcher's going to say, okay, I'm going to throw at the batter. Regardless if it hits him or not, they're going to throw at him, throw at him just to send a message to say, hey, don't do that crap no more because we don't appreciate it. But that's the difference between what happened with Bryce Harper. This dude intentionally threw it at him. But okay. trying to just kind of brush him or get him out the way. But if that's the case, then that's like initially starting something. <laughs> In a nutshell. Because let's say, for example, like, you know, you say, all right, the other team is like, yo, I ain't, you know, you running the bases too slow. So let me make sure you understand that I ain't appreciating. And then they throw a pitch. And then the person that you throw the pitch at gets mad a la Bryce Harper and starts charging in the mouth. It's like, it's, 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 I guess I, all right, I guess I understand it. I just never really got the whole unwritten rule thing. I mean, like, I, from an NBA perspective, I never realized, I never understood why if a person, if a team is beating a team by 20 something points with 10 seconds left, and then somebody goes to make a uncontested layup instead of just dribbling the ball out. I'm not going to get upset about it. Why should anybody else get upset? We still lost the game. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, hold on. In retrospect, jumping back to game, I guess it's game four of the Cleveland-Boston series. After, yeah, I think it's game four because Cleveland lost game three. So okay. game four, when Kyrie went off in the, in the third quarter and scored all those points. And then towards the end of the game, when Kyrie went for that fake behind the pass, 
behind the fake behind the back pass and went for the layup. Yeah. Towards the end of the game, in a blowout, would you consider that showmanship or would you consider that showing out, trying to say, okay, we really dogging you now, and I'm trying to really embarrass you? Well, me personally, me personally, I would um, I wouldn't consider it. You know, it's just playing. You're playing to win the game. So even if you're winning by 20 points, at that point, I mean. If you if 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 he's going uncontested and he's making a layup, I can't knock him for that. I'm not gonna be upset if I'm the losing team, and you know, you know, I'm not gonna be upset saying that he's showing out. Uh, but I mean, you gotta stop him. That's just yeah. my opinion. I mean, yeah. my opinion, like if I'm going, if I'm not gonna hard foul a person because he's scoring all these points, it's just up to my team to stop him. If I can't stop him, then he got the better of me for this game. I can't knock that. Yeah, I guess there's all these – I guess each sport has their own written rules and things are showing up teams. I mean, just, just like equivalent of when Terrell Long was with the 40, um, 49ers and he yes. scored a touchdown and ran to the center of the field and yes. to the star. And <laughs> I thought it was straight hilarious, but the Cowboys took offense to it. Now, but you know what I'm saying, so if you was on a losing team – if you was on – if you was in Dallas, if you was playing for Dallas, would you have really been upset about that if you was on the team? Depends on what year I was playing. <laughs> it was my first, first year. I might not be as tight if I've been there and been some battles, and then he goes out there and shows up. So, but I, 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 I get your point. You know, it's, it's the way team sports is, and some people take things, you know, a little extra. The bat flip. I didn't see anything from it, but I'm a casual fan watching. While some more die, you know, diehard, you know, real baseball fans knows the ins and outs and those, you know, unofficial rules, and they say, "Whoa, that's just showing up." trotting around the bases. I know that you're not supposed to do, but I don't know, I guess for us casual fans, a little bit knowing of some of the written rules might help when stuff like that pops off. Yeah. I mean, it's into to truly appreciate a lot of the unwritten rules. You really gotta, you really gotta be a fan of that, a fan of baseball because baseball is just different than any other sport just because of all the gentleman rules and then the unwritten rules that are, that are associated with the game, being that, you know, they've been playing it since 1892 or some crap like that, or even early before that. Um, so you really have to notice some of the nuances. Um, but it still doesn't take anything away from the fact that that pitcher from San Francisco was just the idiot. I mean, granted, yes, he threw it at him. He hit him in the hip. You know, he didn't go for his head. He didn't go for the upper part of his body. You know, the hip. But you're throwing 98 miles an hour at 50, 62 and some quarter feet. That, that I'm sure he had a big old welt and a, whatever else on his hip because, you know, that hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not like they, baseball players have any padding other than the helmet that they're wearing. So anywhere that they get hit is going to hurt. So, I mean, Bryce could have possibly had some sort of injury to his hip depending on – if the ball was just throwing maybe six inches higher, it probably could have hit him more so on the bone than on the fleshy part of his thigh or his hip. You know, so it's just idiotic on that pitcher's part. But, but the crazy thing about it is the pitcher being suspended six games, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not sure he's a starter, but even if he is a starter, that only means he misses one start versus Bryce, who's an everyday player, will miss four games. 
Wait, oh, so it when you mean when when a pitcher misses six games, it's not the six starts that he. That is the dumbest. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That is the <laughs> dumbest thing that I've heard so far in this. Cup. How is it? So let me see if I got this straight. As a pitcher, if he misses six games, he makes it. I mean, he doesn't even start every game, so it doesn't affect him at all to the point where if anything will be one game. Yeah. So why not just say okay? All right, never mind. Why not just say one game for the pitcher, or you know, I mean, the six games is meaningless. It's meaningless to him. Of course, I mean, because Bryce means more to his team than that one pitcher. You know, if Bryce misses four games, you know, the Nationals could easily go zero and four during those games, but the Giants could easily go six and zero and never even use that pitcher. <laughs> You know, I mean, for, they have to have a special rule for pitchers. Sorry, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna say six games, you should put like six starts or something because it's not going to change anything. It's not going to affect the, you know, what's gonna. I mean, how's it gonna stop the next pitcher from doing something like that? If MLB doesn't implement a rule, for, especially designed for the pitchers, them getting suspended for so. If they get suspended for more than ten games, it does. It only equivalates to one or two starts. Oh yeah, I mean, if you were to penalize a pitcher six games or six starts, you're really effectively taking that pitcher out for six weeks of the season. But you're holding that. But you hold that pitcher responsible. Like to be honest, you can't. You can't if you want to. If a pitcher does something like. That is completely out of line, like out of out of out of line. So you telling me that? Let's say, for example, let's say if a pitcher gets um, caught with um, substance abuse, I mean, or, or uh, a drug, um, not substance abuse, but you know, like a drug. Mm-hmm. They stay, you know, they get yeah for con or you know they've been using they, they fail their drug test. Form enhancement, yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you. And they say, all right, you know, the pitcher is suspended for fifty games. Right. So basically, that equivalents to what five starts? Ten. Ten. Do you really think that that? Huh? Because if he's a if he's a starting pitcher, he pitches every fifth day. All right. So ten games. How's that equivalent to a a batter who gets suspended fifty games and is suspended for those fifty games like that? It, it just does not seem fair. That's that's all I'm saying. If you do 50 games and you're taking 200, 150 to 200 at bats away, a particular player, which is a lot, which which means a lot more to the team, as opposed to a pitcher missing five games or six games. But depending on who the pitcher is, if it's their ace, if it's their number one. That's possibly six losses that they could possibly have because you know that's just the what that pitcher brings to the table. But if it's some meaningless middle reliever, then it doesn't mean much to that team. I mean, you, you lost them, but they can call somebody else up. Yeah, that's the quirkiness of baseball. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm say the same thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm about to say the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry, I got off topic about that, but um, uh, I was just, I was just, I have so many other questions in regards to Major League, but we'll get past that for now. Um, 
So let's talk about, I guess, let's get a quick take. Uh, of course, Tiger Woods um, was so quote unquote arrested for DUI. Um, kind of find out that um, it was most likely because of the medication and prescription that he was taking. Um, real quick, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, shocking, but not surprising. I mean, you know, he's, you know, the fall has been very hard for him. And, you know, this is one thing on top of a multitude of other things, which just doesn't look good to anybody. I mean, I mean, I guess one thing you could say was that it wasn't alcohol related. I mean, he was taking some, you know, you know, prescription drugs for his, you know, you know, backs that he surgery had, but he was still, you know, quote unquote, you know, in the car, you know, out of it, loopy, whatever you want to call it, driving under the influence, which is different, which is different than driving while intoxicated. I mean, it's just influence could be drug related or something, but he was on the side sleeping in his car. But, but still, it's just, it's just sad. I mean, you know, just to see where this guy was, you know, several years ago to what it is now. I mean, is the likelihood that he's not going to attain that same kind of level of in my opinion, competitive nature that he was when he was at the zenith of what it is. Because, I mean, four back surgeries within the last four years, I mean, you just can't do the same things that you can't, you know, right now. But, you know, a compound, you know, hopefully he wasn't pill popping or anything like that. I mean, he just happened to be taking some prescription drugs that just didn't mesh well. So it's it's not a good look. I mean, when I first saw, saw the, um, the information yesterday, I mean, people have, were jumping through conclusions and saying, is he done this, this, and that? And, you know, teams, he had a fake report that he was driving erratically and couldn't find out he was passed outside of the road in his, in his, um, in his Mercedes. So, you know, I'm a golf fan and I, I do like Tiger, but even I have to say, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's sad. I mean, if he starts winning again, I mean, especially a major Winning cures everything, all of that be forgotten. But as of right now, I don't know. It's just well, not good. <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear that it wasn't DUI because uh, that's the last thing he needed to get caught with a DUI. That mugshot ain't doing him no no justice. No <laughs> you know, I'm famous. You're famous when a mugshot goes up on TV, really. <laughs> right. And the memes are going crazy with that mugshot. That mugshot. <laughs> But um, he got to he got to do better. I mean, I think somebody I heard again. I heard on radio today. I think that Tiger's worth six hundred million dollars. Six hundred million dollars, dude. Tiger, if you're listening, I doubt you are. Somebody may be listening that may be close to Tiger. You know, a cousin, a long distance relative, something. Uber. <laughs> Hire a driver. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you don't you don't need to be driving. I know you try to still get your pimp game on. I know you I know you still tiger. You know you still think you still think you got that game on. So you know you pushing a hot whip. You know it's all great, wonderful. But if you know you're taking prescription drugs and you know some certain drugs might get messed up and you know kind of have you delirious a little bit, have a driver or better yet, wherever he was and people might have seen him looking that way should have taken a more responsible approach and tried to get him home in a different avenue. Instead of him walking around probably saying, you know what, I'm not feeling all that great, I feel a little woozy. I think I'm gonna go ahead and go home. Somebody should have pulled him to the side, like, look, you don't look all that good. 
let me call you a cab. Let me, you know, let's get you to the local hotel or something until you can sleep this off and then come back and get your car. But so it's, it's, it's a learning, it's a learning experience for him. I'm sure this, this episode would never happen again. You know, not like, not like his image or anything is, is at a peak right now where he's going to lose anything. It's not like he has any major endorsements. Uh, so. He's yeah, still Nike. Nike. Yeah, but Nike not going anywhere right now. Yeah, yeah, Nike's not. They said they're not um, doing anything as far as that concerned. Um, they still keeping them. So um, it, it is good because I, right now he needs all the help he can get. And he doesn't need the endorsements to, to walk away from him at this point. Uh, hopefully he gets back on the right track. Um, uh, I mean, you you want to make sure that at least he comes out at least on you know on the right side of things. So um, right now we're almost at almost at the end of the clock. Um, but real quick, I know that we you know we'll probably have next week to talk about the NBA finals. But real quick, your thought on that um, with less than thirty seconds to go. So I start with you, Earl. Uh, predictable ending. Um, teams are ready to go. Um, Batman, Cavs in six. With a split in Golden State. Cavs in six. Wow. I, I think the Cavs are going to win two. I think they're going to go in seven. Um, I think... I think as long I said it before and I say it again, if if they can check either Clay Thompson or Draymond Green, check one of them. Because KD and, and Steph is gonna get theirs. If you could just check one of the two and the big three come up for Cleveland in every game, I think Cleveland can uh, can run away with it because I think their bench is deeper. Uh I don't know what y'all been talking about. Um Nothing has deterred me from Warriors winning this, and I'm going to keep sticking to them. Um, but I, am, I do agree with you about Klay Thompson. He definitely needs to step up in the playoffs. Um, I believe, like you said, um, the rest is going to get theirs. Um, and also, I just don't want Darren Williams to win a championship right now. Um, but he has to here. Brooklyn. <coughs> Brooklyn. Um, mm. Nah, I'm just playing. No, I, I do still believe that Warriors is going to win. Um, I'll give it in six games. But um, we're going to talk more about that next week on our upcoming podcast. But for now, just let everybody know where they can reach you guys at. Uh, you can reach me um, on um, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, J-E-R-O-S-S-7 at. And for me, you can reach me on at uh, Cat Daddy, 1963, C-A-T-D-A-D-D-Y-1963. And of course, you can reach me at I am Al Qualls. That's I am Al Qualls, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Um, keep us subscribing. Um, check us out on iTunes, of course, Google Podcasts. Uh, thanks for everybody for subscribing. And until the next time, the next podcast, y'all guys take care. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>